Hello, hello, hello. I'm Janessa Prudholm, wife, mom, Jesus lover, and your podcast host. You're listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast. This podcast has converted with me from new age to Christian. And the goal here is to help you grow in your faith through Bible studies, testimonies, and real life experiences. So ex-New Agers, newborn Christians, mamas, entrepreneurs, and those who want to grow in their faith, you have come to the right podcast. Say a prayer, grab your drink of choice, and let's get growing. Hi guys, today I'm going to have my new friend Stephanie on the podcast and she is going to be sharing her testimony about going from new age to Catholicism to um, Jesus. Is that correct? Did I say that right? Actually, I started within Catholicism and I left Catholicism, came into the new age and praise God, I'm now walking in the truth, which is in Jesus Christ. Yes. All right. So you have the floor. Go right ahead and share. Thank you, beautiful sister. And hello, everyone who is listening. I believe it is no coincidence that you are listening to this podcast right now. So I welcome you. Holy Spirit welcomes you. And thank you so much for being here. I praise God for this opportunity. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Stephanie. I am 25 years old. I live in Australia. And I was a new ager for seven years of my life. I studied it so obsessively and I was heavily embedded in the occult. I was convinced and believed with my whole heart that what I was practicing was the truth, that it was the highest form of spirituality. And ultimately that truth was relative. It was subjective to me. And I believe that it was something that I... I was just an advocate, advocate for new ageism, so embedded in it. And if you were to tell me three years ago that I would be sitting before you telling you that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, I probably would have laughed. But praise God, here I am. And that is why I'm so zealous for exposing new ageism because it is one of the fastest growing forms of spirituality today. It is infiltrating society and it is a key way that Satan is actually using to deceive people. So as you heard from the beginning of uh, our chat, I did get raised in Catholicism. So I actually came from a broken family. So my grandparents raised me. I was fostered by my grandparents. My mother was in and out of prison. I went came from an abusive family. And essentially when I moved to Australia, because I came from a Croatia, my grandparents raised me and they were zealous and very dedicated Catholics. And so part of having me in their home, they also wanted to make sure that I was raised as a devoted Catholic. And so that's what I did. I served the Catholic church. I would hold the Bible up for the priest at the altar. I would prepare the table for the Eucharist. I became an altar girl. I would carry the cross up to the altar. And essentially I thought that this is what it meant to have a relationship with God. I always knew that there was a creator. You can just observe creation. You can look at the beauty of the trees. You can look at the sun, the moon, the galaxies, the way that everything is so intricately designed. You can look at the way that the clouds absorb moisture only to drift off and fall upon the crops. I mean, everything just has such 
beautiful design. So I could not deny the existence of a creator. But growing up, I was uh, taught who that God is. And that's why I serve the Catholic Church. I thought this was my faith, my obedience towards the math. I had a great relationship with God. However, I never had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I never knew the word. I never even knew the importance of understanding what sin is and how it separates us from God. I never repented from my sin. All I knew was man-made tradition. All I knew was religious, uh, yeah, a religious system that I was locked into. And so essentially what I saw was the love of God was absent. There was a lot of spiritual malnourishment. I didn't really feel that I was given the whole picture and it troubled me because I knew that there was a greater truth out there. This wasn't it. I wasn't seeing the entirety of, of truth. And so I, as I got older, I just walked away from it completely. I walked away from the faith. My mum came out of prison, so we were moving foster homes. Sorry, not foster homes. We were moving commission housing. And there was a lot of instability at that time of my life. So, you know, with that upbringing that I had, I learned very quickly to, if I had any questions, I had to be the one to seek out the answers. That was the way that I was raised, you know, because otherwise I've just received the same answers all the time. And I did not want to depend on somebody else to define truth for me. I think it's a personal responsibility that each person has to discover truth what is it? And to discover the God that they know exists, even though you can suppress it as much as you want, or you can uh, suppress it with sin, you know, sin separates us from God. We can alienate ourselves from him, but essentially we all have that hole within each one of us that can only be filled by God. And so I decided to seek for a greater truth. I was craving spiritual nourishment. And so growing up in high school, what was a huge outcast and for a lot of the time I just wondered why why was it in my life that I was being isolated and I was really having this uh journey of discovering the greater truth out there you know what is beyond this reality what what exists beyond this physical reality who created everything what is my purpose in life why am I here and I think those questions are pressing on each and every person uh, who truly desires to seek the truth for themselves, you know. And so I was in high school and it got to a point where I was just scrolling and I came across an article about indigo children. For those of you who don't know, it is a new age concept describing a breed of children who I've said to started occurring in the 1970s. They are described to be very intuitive children, possess uh, abilities such as yeah, high intuition, even extrasensory perception, very empathetic to the people around them. Sometimes they struggle accepting authority and things such as this. And one thing that it also described is they often misdiagnosed with ADHD. And for me, this was just like I had found a puzzle piece of my identity. I thought that I had just discovered why I feel so different, why I feel this strong sense to earth, 
this, this strong urge to help humanity. And that just led to a spiral within the new age. It was very shortly after that, you know, you come across one article in the new age or you start learning one thing and it really, it's just, it has a snowball effect because everything is so closely related in the new age. So from the new, from Indigo children came meditation and learning about crystals. And it wasn't long after that, that I was swapping God for the universe. And it was no longer God. It was the universe. That was the higher power that I was appealing to. And so starting that, I I had this thought come through my head and that was I want a quartz crystal and a meditational CD. And I believe this was a demonic thought projection because two weeks later I met a lady at a bus stop and she just we started talking about New Age. She told me about her daughter that just moved out. She has a bunch of stuff that she no longer needs. She thought I would be interested in it. So I invited her over. I was 16. I was so naive. I invited her over. We started talking about the New Age and in her hand she had a quartz crystal and a meditational CD. And as a New Ager, freshly started, I thought this was the universe rewarding me. I thought I would just discover this was confirmation to me from the universe. I was on my right path and I just was so excited. But little did I know that, like I said, that thought was a demonic thought projection and Satan actually used that to initiate me into his kingdom. And it was from that that it just spiraled into understanding astrology, numerology, palmistry, angel numbers, the souls, you know, the journey of the souls. I believed I was an old soul and I was putting all these things on my identity, such as I'm a Taurus in my sun and my moon sign and therefore I'm this and this and I am an empath, I am a, a healer, I am a indigo child, um, I am a light worker and all of these things that seem to make sense but in the end, I'll tell you why it was a deception. And so that just that just led to seven years extensively studying the new age. Everywhere I would go, I would tell people about their personal power. I would tell people how to tap into their personal div- divinity. I mean, I thought that this was my purpose and I was 110% committed into sharing this with the world and helping facilitate this global ascension so we can transition from this three-dimensional state of consciousness, you know, where we're so trapped in materialism and our ego and we can just shift that into the fifth fifth dimension where we understand love and unity and all of these things. So that was my goal. And I did not think that Jesus was the only way. I never thought that I would. I thought Christians were naive. I thought that they were brainwashed. I thought that they were conditioned. And I thought that the Bible was a book that was written by man, that it had absolutely no relevance to me whatsoever. I thought that it was just part of cultural conditioning. It was a way that religion wanted to control the masses. I despised religion. I hated that it caused disunity among people. And so essentially I never saw myself gravitating back to that. I really thought that this was just the start of something big and I was preparing to just be used by the universe right in any way that the universe wants to use me to help open up people's minds and to help just sharpen their perception or just challenge them a little bit in their thinking to inspire them to come on this journey with me and so the devil he blessed me I met so many people within new ages and whether it was a reiki practitioner a meditation teacher I've been through so many different psychics I, I remember sitting in the seat um, getting a reading on, on the various times and them telling me you could be doing what I'm doing. And it was like the devil was trying to bring me further into his kingdom. No matter where I went, he was, and by God's grace, I never actually did that. Everywhere that I went, he was 
really, um, it's like opening doors for me, but I, by God's grace, never walk through them. And I do think that was God's grace on my life. Uh, so yeah, just fast forwarding, I got into a relationship. It was very heavily new age. Uh, we were smoking weed at that point and, Essentially, we were starting to get into witchcraft. We thought this was white magic. I considered myself a white witch at this time. I thought that, you know, I'm, I'm here to do things, manipulate the spiritual realm so, you know, we can, we can bring more love into it. He was very crafted in woodworking. He was about to build an altar. We ended up getting some card decks. You know, our first date was at a, at a psychic expo. I mean, that just like says, says enough and, you know, I'm grieved over that. But, um, I basically was just sold out, sold out from the new age and was just about to create a YouTube channel. And I did create a YouTube channel where I wanted to teach new ageism to just spread all this seven years worth of material that I'd gathered and, and presented to the world and help facilitate that shift and also encourage people to come on this journey with me. Let's explore the meaning of life. Let's tap into our personal divinity. Let's unify with this cosmic field of consciousness let's tap into our higher self and I would write pages upon pages I remember the devil even used me as a channel I became a channel what I thought was the universe and would write pages upon pages upon pages of what I felt like was really enlightened work you know understanding meaning purpose lifetimes reincarnations past lives past life regression all of these things and they would just flow through my mind and that's why I, I started that YouTube channel. I haven't got to the point where I'd be able to look at someone and I'd just receive downloads of information about who they are, their weaknesses, their strengths, uh, what they've been through, you know, the insecurities, little things like that. And I thought that this was a personal gift that the universe has given me to help others, to um, help humanity, serve humanity. And so as I was in this new age relationship, we were playing with cards. We were surrounded by crystals and it came to one night where I started seeing flashing lights. And I didn't know at this time, you know, my grandmother, she was praying for me. I had my family praying for me and there was just, you know, I even just, I resented even being at home because Jesus was put at the center of our home. You know, my grandparents, they, uh, always just put Jesus at the center. And I just, it, it was like a spirit in me just despised that. I thought that they were trying to suppress me, <laughs> lower my vibration, <laughs> all of these things. And they became like, like an enemy, you know? And so I thought that they were here to hinder my life purpose. And it just, yeah, it was, it, I know it stirred up a spirit within me. And so as I was saying, we were involved in this car, in these cards, this, this person I was in a relationship with, and I started seeing these flashing lights and I addressed them to him and I said, can you see this? And he said, no, I, I can't see what you're talking about. And I sort of just brushed it off. But then I started seeing flickering lights again. And as a new age, you'll probably call them orbs, but they were very small and they were flickering around everywhere in the atmosphere. And I addressed them again. And this time we were in his room and I said, can you see this? And he said, no, but let's invite it in. He thought it might have been an angel. So he said, you know, he verbally invited this angel or this entity in. And as soon as he did that, 
it was like the whole atmosphere just shifted. You knew that there was a presence here now. And at that point, it was like something in my spirit just just went mute. I was always very, very sensitive to the spiritual reality and I think that's why I even went into the New Age and understood that there's a greater spiritual reality. Um, So I think at this point I was just discerning my atmosphere, what was going on, and, and no words were coming out. It was just almost like I left. It was like I was no longer in my body. I was now just observing everything that was around me through spiritual eyes. And I was just, I was just numb. Like, and he was going frantic. He was running in and out of the room. He was like calling upon one of his um, friends who have passed away. And we know too that this is a deception, but that was the nature of the circumstance at that time. And he was doing this and, you know, he was just as, you know, confused as I was what was going on. And it got to a point where I acknowledged there was this blackness out of the window and I locked eyes with this darkness outside of his bedroom window and picture, you know, pure black, like the darkest black you could imagine. This this mist was even darker than that. It was a black that I've never seen. And mind you, it was nighttime too. Like you could, it was just, it was a blackness that was I could not compare it to any black I've seen. And it was like I couldn't shift my eyes, shift my gaze from from this mist. And it got to a point where he said, you need to stop looking out of the window. And at that point I had a voice tell me, Stephanie, get to the corner of the bed right now. And so I did. I got up and I got to the corner of the bed. And he just so happened to come next to me and he said, Stephanie, don't worry, we're protected, right, because, you know, we had all this these crystals, the sage and the white light and all of that. He said, Stephanie, don't worry, we're protected. And as soon as he said that, I heard an audible voice, a dark demonic audible voice just erupt from the left side of where we were sitting and immediately possessed him. He got up straight away and started beating at the window. I was looking at glass was being shattered everywhere. Blood was pouring out of his arms. And this lasted about like six, you know, the cars that we were playing with, just it's like they scattered all over the floor blood was now like upon them all. It was, it was unlike anything that I've ever seen. And he dropped himself and he just looked at me and I looked at him. And at that point where all of this was happening, I felt this, this presence, it was like wings come over me and prevented me from coming into that of whatever was happening. It was just, I was in the corner. It was a corner of the room and the bed was against the corner of the room. So I was right up against the corner, just sitting on the bed, and this presence was just covering me and protecting me. And as soon as all of that stopped, then I felt this release to be able to go go to where he was. And I was just like we were looking at each other just so confused. He ended up going to the hospital, getting stitches, and at that point, and the day after, a couple days after, we realised there was like blood hampers upon his garage door just garage door had like uh imagine you you had blood on your fingertips and you just drew a straight line there was like three of those and almost like a squiggly squiggly line it was so demonic and uh that shook me it shook me because it made me question what it is that we were practicing that was evil i'd never seen evil in such a way 
And it opened me up to a deeper reality of what exists in the world that I was so ignorant of. This wasn't some entity that was dark. This was pure evil in a way that I'd never seen before to have so, so much power in that moment. and to, You know, I was, by God's grace, seeing something that I think it's the only thing that it would have took to actually capture my attention. And so after that, you know, I thought we were, we were trying to get cleansed. So we thought, how can we release ourselves from any demonic entities, you know, any unclean entities that may have come through. And so we got into contact with a Reiki practitioner and his friend's mom, he was also, she got us in contact with him and she performed this ritual in a backyard where I was sitting in a chair and it was pitch, like it was, it was dark outside. He was instructed to go get rid of, um, this, this talisman, which I didn't include in the story, but essentially we had this talisman where he drew um, the picture of a, a pentagram and that was lying in the, in the room as well. So I believe that would have played a pivotal role into opening up a portal in the unseen. But mm. he got, he got uh, rid of that and I was just instructed to sit on this chair with an incense stick as she was just receiving the instruction and she was nodding her head and this took a while. And as I was sitting in this chair in, in nighttime in the middle of her backyard, it was just me in this chair, it was instant sick and I was having these deeper revelations about the flaws in my worldview. God was using that opportunity to, to see at the folly. I'm looking at this instant sick thinking, how is this helping any of this right now? What is an incense stick going to do? This is just an object. I was starting, you know, before you would, I would have said to you, yes, yeah, Sage, cleans the atmosphere and all of this kind of stuff. But now I was having just, it was like a, a level of the blindfold was just being released from off of my eyes. And God really, really captured my attention throughout this, this process. And for some reason, whatever reason, Jesus was popping up, popping up. And I was thinking, you know, this is obviously, am I turning back to this because it's what I knew, like what's going on? Um, and the same thing was happening for him. So he got rid of all his occultic objects in the room and and just, you know, put it, just basically just anything new age, we just got rid of it. Um, and one instruction that we got from this Reiki practitioner, and mind you, I spoke to him not long after that and he said, Stephanie, he said, you can't help people anymore. Every time you help someone, you are taking on their karma. You're going to end up in a psychiatric ward and was trying to prophesy demonically over my life, which I thought at that time it was just him being having wise counsel, you know, him instructing me and I started bawling my eyes out because I knew it was always on my heart to help people. That's all I ever wanted to do. I never, I hated lies, always hated deception. I was so hungry for the truth. That's what motivated me in life. It's just walking in the truth and helping people. And so I was so ignorantly deceived. Anyways, one thing that he said was you and him, you need to go to a church and spend an hour in front of an altar. And so we went to the one uh, church in that, in our local uh, city that we knew and I came up to the doors of this church and immediately, immediately the spirit of God. And at that point I was just ready to turn away from the new age. I knew that there was something not right with it. And I was depending on Jesus to help me because I saw that this instant stick and all it's, it wasn't going to help me. It wasn't going to, I knew it. And so this was my resort now. 
I did not expect to give my life to Christ. I did not expect to, to have the experience that I did, but I walked up to the front of these doors and immediately the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth pierced me and I had a revelation. I finally understood. I said, oh, my God. And I said, I said oh, my goodness, actually. So I, I don't think I use the Lord's name in vain. But I said, oh, my goodness. And I started bawling my eyes out and I said, I have turned my back on God. I turned my back on the true and living God. You are the true and living God. There was this, you couldn't explain it other than a knowing that Jesus is exactly who he says he is, that the God that you turned your back from was the true and living God. And I realized that I had just been walking in deception. I was bawling my eyes out just in such deep sorrow and brokenness and over the realization that I had faithfully served the universe and this spiritually spirituality betrayed me. I walked up to the front and I just dropped myself to the altar. I didn't even know where he was, what was happening. It was like it was just me and God in that in that building. And mind you, this can happen to anyone anywhere, even in your room. So it's not just limited to a church building, but I believe God used this building because I always had a sentimental love for it. Um, my grandparents got married there. So, you know, that's just his way. But I was crying out to God in repentance saying, I'm so sorry. I turn my back on you. I turn my back on you. And God just said, Stephanie, go to the back of the church, get a piece of paper and a pen. And I went to the back. I managed to find one piece of paper, one pen. And (laughs) there was like not many things there. So that was just God. Um, And his, his instruction, he never gives you instruction without it actually being possible to follow through. And so I came back and God just wrote a, a beautiful uh, letter to me and just gave me hope and reassurance. Um, I can't exactly remember the full context of that letter, but it was just I remember it being something that insinuated that he wants to use me. And after that, got rid of all New Age products, all crystals, all tarot cards, everything. And I remember going home, I thought that I had to drink holy water. I was drinking holy water. I was putting holy water all over my body. I thought that was going to get rid of the entities. I had no clue up until this point. I had no clue about the difference between Catholicism or Christianity or any of that. I just knew that Jesus Christ is exactly who he said he is. And I walked in that. And so by God's grace, he started to reveal things to me. I, I met a beautiful Christian man. We spent two hours. This is just by God's grace. He said, Stephanie, turn around. And at the same time, he turned around and the spirit of God just drew us together. And we started having a two, two hour conversation about God. It was amazing about his return and God used that to plant a seed of Christianity. At that point, I was going to Mass every morning. I thought that that's what it meant to have me right with God. Still, I had no clue. I had no clue. And then God actually, he put the idea of going to a Christian church on my heart. And um, I was still in a very predominantly Catholic household. 
God actually separated me from that relationship that was in, that I was in. He separated me from friendships that were very new age based and just friends that probably didn't have my best interests at heart as well. Immediately, he just isolated me to work on me in a beautiful way. And I'm so grateful for that. And he said, trust me, trust what I'm doing. And that's what I did. I let it all go because I knew whatever I lost was a gain in Christ. And I went to that church. I I had the most beautiful relation, beautiful experience with God. And this church, by the way, this Christian church that God led me to was only five minutes away from my house. Never even knew it was there. Um, I just happened to come across it because I put a post up on Instagram and someone that I knew recently got saved as well. He said, hey, come to this church. So I was like, yes, Lord, this is exactly what you're leading me to. And, yeah, when I went there, there was an altar call, praise God, the the pastor who was there, he prophesied over my life uh, that God was going to use me to influence a lot of people and that just restored what that uh, Reiki practitioner had, you know, prophesied over my life and said, you know, there's no demonic entities uh, attached to all of these things. And yeah, basically it just restored something that I knew was God speaking to me. And since then God has been showing me the deception within Roman Catholicism, the deception of the new age and has put a heavy burden on my heart to continue exposing deceptions of the world, whether it's false religions, whether it's uh, false beliefs, whether it's incorrect doctrine, uh, incorrect theology, and anything of such nature just to continue exposing the mind of Satan. And so now it was once intended to be used as a, a channel, a YouTube channel for expo, uh, for the new age, for encouraging the new age is now a channel that is used to expose it. And, yeah, um, I'm so grateful to God. This is literally all by his grace. I am but dust without him. I am nothing without him. He has shown me the true light and the truth that is in him, which Satan so heavily works to keep people away from. The New Age is a very, very carefully crafted form of deception. It is not evident that it is deception unless you finally come face-to-face and have a full encounter with Jesus Christ for who he is. And he is the truth. He's exactly who he says he is. God, in his goodness, in in his wonder and amazement, literally 2,000 years ago, stepped into creation. He walked about as a man. He had conversations with people. He became the best living example and died on the cross for our sin. When his blood was shed, it literally made an atonement for us. This is one thing that I want to say as well. Some of us can think we're a good person based upon our own standard. We can think that we're good in our own eyes. We compare ourselves to someone like Hitler and say that we are a good person. But really none of us are good when we stand, when we compare ourselves to the perfection and the holiness and the righteousness and the morality of God. We have to ask ourselves, have we ever lied? Have we ever cheated, whether it was on a test? Have we ever dishonoured our parents, raised our voice at them? Have we ever... um, bad false witness, lied against somebody else. If we were to, if God was to judge us on these things when we come face to face and meet him, because we're all going to come face to face with our creator when, when we pass away, is he going to find us guilty or not guilty? Not upon our own standard and how good we think we are, but upon his righteousness and holiness. And we're all guilty. We've all fallen short of those things. None of us are perfect. 
But that's why he had to come because the blood is very spiritual. That's why it's used in a lot of child sacrifices. And that, that grieves me even just saying that. But there is something very, very spiritual about the blood. And spiritually speaking, because God, as we know through his word, he's a very spiritual God. <laughs> a lot of things done in the natural really represent something spiritual. And so his blood made an atonement for that. So when we enter the courts of heaven, even though we are guilty, Jesus comes in and he says, I've paid the price for them. And our sin goes onto them, onto him, and we come into eternity with God because God cannot be in the presence of sin. So the condition to dwell in eternity with him is to be cleansed from that. And that's where that, that atonement comes in through Jesus Christ. It's like, you know, an artist painting a masterpiece. That's what God did. He painted a masterpiece, this universe, and then he stepped into his own masterpiece. He entered his own creation. And it's the most beautiful love story ever. It's about a God that would rather die for his creation than to live without him. He wants our heart. That's literally his his main object of desire. He wants our heart. He wants all of our heart. And, yeah, it's, it's really eye-opening when you start to unravel the deception of the new age because Satan will do anything to keep you away from that truth, to keep you away from salvation in Jesus Christ at all costs. And so... I believe you and I, Janessa, have a very strong burden to expose it as well. Yes, yes, I definitely do. Um, I feel like Satan has used the new age and says, no, look at this pretty thing that I can give you. Look at these beautiful crystals. Look, at, look I can tell you the future. Um, look, I can tell you how your day is going to go with astrology. Um, and it's giving us information that we feel like we want um and feel like we need like we need to know what the future is we need to know um what's going on inside of us um and it's just not the truth it's not beautiful it is not all sparkly it, uh, these crystals and astrology and all that stuff um it's all demonic and it's either man made or it's made um you know, it's, it's just very demonic. And um, I love your testimony because it just shows how real the spiritual realm is. The spiritual world is very real. Um, and the new age stuff is very real too. It, it, you can use it. It's just, it's demonic, you know, it's, it's real. It's not, um, fake. Um, there is spiritual stuff attached to it. Um, but it's not the way, the truth, the life. It's, it's not Jesus. Um, it's not the way to heaven. And I love how you also said that it doesn't matter how good we think we are. It, it really doesn't. Um, you know, I've heard people say, well, I'm a good person, so I'll make it to heaven. No, no. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't love Jesus, he's going to say, I never knew you and depart from me and you're not going to make it into heaven. So it's really important to have that relationship um, because he loves us and he, and we're not perfect. And he wants to, um, he's the one that can like make us perfect. I always think about ourselves as like broken puzzle pieces and he's like the glue and without him we're just we're a mess but with him it's like we become whole he fills that hole like you said at the beginning yeah he fills that hole inside of us definitely and just on that emphasis that the spiritual reality is far greater than the physical reality whatever takes place in the physical usually takes place in the spiritual first and the misconception i think that is is so heavily taught within the new age is that well the devil, Satan, 
he doesn't actually exist. He just represents a state of mind, that evil is just a state of mind, that hell is just a state of mind. And it's incorrect. Again, that's his way of deceiving the masses. There is a war in our soul in the unseen reality. There is angels of God. There are demons. And essentially there are principalities, there's powers. And that is what we are at war against. It's not each other. It's against these principalities. And the only one that has power over this darkness is Jesus Christ. And I can testify, this is one of the things that God really used to capture my attention, is the power of the name of Jesus Christ against every demonic spirit. Everything that is not of God is threatened and flees at the name of Jesus Christ. And that alone testifies to the power that is in his name. Even non-believers who have used his name, people have actually come into the kingdom of God because they've realized the power of his name alone. You know, they don't scream, they don't say the name of Allah, name of Buddha, um, None of these names do anything in the spiritual reality. There is a reason why even the name of Jesus Christ today is used as a cuss word, you know, is used as a way to, to cuss. It's why, why, why so much focus on him? You know, people shrug it off and don't think much about it, but understand the spiritual implication behind that. There's a reason behind that. There's a reason why media is promoting that. There's a reason why it's in Hollywood movies. You know, you saw that's obviously going into depth about another section of the deception but essentially what satan wants to do is keep people away from acknowledging that jesus christ is the only way to heaven and jesus is the son of god he's not as the new age teachers an ascended master a self-realized guru with buddhist philosophies he's not just a mean man that achieved christ consciousness and came to teach us how to achieve that level of christ consciousness He is the son of God. He literally is God incarnate. He's the word become flesh. He is, he's God. (laughs) So, you know, he's the only path to salvation. That's what separates him. You need to trust in him. You know, uh, Islam teaches that Jesus was just a prophet, that he's not the son of God. And so they end up actually being in a deception as well because they don't actually understand the salvation and the love of God in, in the way that God intended. So, yeah, I believe that Satan not only tries to keep people away from the cross, but he also deceives them on who Jesus Christ is and also deceives people on who God is. You know, we look at the commandments of God and people can sometimes be under the impression that it's very tyrannical, that why would a loving God tell tell me how to live? You know, why can't I just live the way I want to live? It's the commandments of God actually represent perfect morality they represent goodness and holiness, and they're also there for our spiritual protection to keep us in fellowship with God. So, you know, when it says do not fornicate, do not have sex outside of marriage, it's because there's a spiritual exchange that happens when you come together intimately with somebody else. There's a part of your soul. It actually affects your soul. It opens up doorways because at the end of the day, demons have legal rights to enter into your life. And legal rights can be an open door that has come through sin and fornication. And this is why it's serious in God's sight because he loves us. He doesn't want these doors open. He wants us protected. He wants us under his wing. But at the end of the day as well, God never forces himself on anyone. He extends his arm. He sends love notes through his creation. And he's ready to forgive those who call upon him and desire to turn away from Weakness. But you know, another thing, Janassa, is that 
Hey guys, you are only allotted so long to record on Zoom. So Stephanie and I jumped on an additional phone call on Zoom and it will be up next week. It will be part two and that is where we continue to discuss the new age deception. We continue to discuss how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I hope you guys enjoyed this week. There is so much of Stephanie's testimony that I can relate to. Basically everything she talked about, the new age stuff, I was into almost all the same stuff she was into. And it's just a really amazing testimony that Jesus has brought into light. Um, The fact that the spiritual world is real and new age practices are real, but they are demonic and they are not the truth. The truth is Jesus Christ and he is the way to heaven and he is the one who can give you the Holy Spirit and he is the one who can actually change your life. All right, guys, I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you.